The job. The stress. We are, there is an active shooter working at Douglas. Multiple gunshots are being fired. Politics. Politics. Pressure. Pressure. Get out of here. We got a guy with a long rifle. We don't know where the hell he's at. Fear. Survival. Control 765, I need the radio for a minute. Be advised, we are taking fire from a very high floor. We believe it's possibly coming from the Mandalay Bay. And we get it. And we have to do better. The truth behind the badge. Presented by the Team South Florida Law Enforcement Charity. How are you guys? Hey, how's it going? How are you? Good, thank I'm, you. Right, I'm so good. Really, really quick. Rich from Team South Florida. Braden repping his new shirt over there. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Glad you it. got that. And Jess, how are you? I am amazing. How are you guys? Doing well. Okay. All right, so we'll make this episode kind of kind of short, about a half hour or so. And I appreciate you guys joining us. I just thought it was pretty cool, pretty unique that we hear it from all different people, all different adults, police officers. But to actually hear what's going on in the schools from students, from college students, I don't think a lot of people realize. So let me start with you, Braden. You, your video went viral. It really took off. We shared it right away. We couldn't believe it. And I know I reached out to you personally. I really think you're going to become a, a president, a congressman, a senator, <laughs> something, because your your calmness, your professionalism. Go ahead. Summarize how that felt and what happened for us. Yeah, well, I mean, it was a, uh, I think it was on a Thursday. I got a call from, I was in my boss's office, actually, and it was a reporter from the Daily Wire. Hey, your your video went viral, and I said, "What video are you talking about?" And basically, um, it was like magic, and all of a sudden, it just started keep going and going and going. And uh, I think two days after, I was on Fox doing an interview. But you know, I had to, I had to prepare for the interview and make sure that you know what I say on there. I'm careful, and also I, I present uh, a fairness to the interview as well. So. Yeah, it was a, it's a blessing and opportunity that God blessed me with. And I think he put me there for a reason. I'm still figuring out why, but uh, it's been great to have Team South Florida support on this too. Uh, I think that we get placed in certain positions for certain reasons, and it takes a strong person to stand up for what they believe in, despite right. what may be more popular. So just for those that are tuning in that might not be aware, you're, you were in a communication class, right? I was in a verbal communication class. That's a uh, general education class that you have to take in right. college to like move on to other classes. So uh, I just wish that I learned about communications and not got into the politics, honestly. And, and, and that's part of the problem. And that's where I was talking to Jess about because, yeah, let me transfer over to you, Jess. <laughs> you're, you guys go to two completely different schools. I'd rather you not even name them because it's not really yeah. relevant. Right. But you you both basically been force fed this this narrative or talking about police or racism and things of that nature. We've gone so far from when I went to college, which I, yeah. it wasn't terribly long ago. But how has your experience been, Jeff? Is it, is it okay to support the police, or do you get looked at? Well, first off, I just want to give you a huge hug. Like watching that video and just <laughs> hearing. You hearing the, the trigger in this woman, this, this woman that's supposed to be a professional, hearing the trigger, it just, 
I speak for so many people here in California that watched it and kept your composure, kept your respect, that level-headedness, and everything you said was just the truth, the honesty behind it, and that was the beauty of it, was that you weren't trying to say, you have to believe what I believe, this is just why I believe it. Now, please, the way that she was just trying to shut you down, shut you out, and it's just, I wanted to give you a huge hug because we were, uh, thank you, you know, thank you. My, my dad is LAPD. My dad's LAPD right. for over 35 years. So he's been around. He's seen a thing or two. <laughs> and uh, so obviously my respect for law enforcement, men, women, what they go through, that's a whole completely different world. It's something yeah. I can honestly say I would never do, but that's why I hold so much respect for them because I understand it's something I just, I can't, I, I cannot do. Yeah. But you guys are brave enough to leave your families every single day and not know what you're gonna run into. Everybody has this idea now that, well, they're a good person. Yeah, they're gonna be a good person. They're not gonna do, they're not, as much as we would love to have that mentality, it's not real. There is so much. And this is where, you know, my, my faith comes in. I am a huge believer that everything happens for a reason, that God puts us in these situations for a reason. Like you said, I signed up for a history class. I did not expect to be fed these ideas where you know years ago you would think yeah okay there's all this this leftist agenda yeah they're really teaching that and now in this class i'm not even in person this is just online and through these questions are just are you asking me how you want me to answer the question or are you really genuinely trying to persuade the the <clears throat> questions these parts of history i mean i i it is so frustrating well, my question i don't understand why we've had conversations just it seems like black lives matter is coming up in a history class well you ready so right? in your opinion and this is a, you know anybody's opinion when you sign up for a history just a general ed history class dating from the civil war to present day throughout all of history through that time frame you know any any picture you could pick for the syllabus any picture that you know this is the main page this is what people are going to come to can you guess what picture or who they chose as their main syllabus picture i would I, get george floyd or something to do with protesting can you can you guess let me uh let me uh let me just uh switch that around for you guys oh wow yeah. can you guys see that nice and clear yeah and that and that's for a history course in college and that's what we're focusing on amazing coming right back into college and all from the civil war to present day and they picked that picture now we saw Braden's live it unfolded before our eyes on the video. right when you write a paper or when you have a conversation, are you getting challenged when you speak positively about police? 
Well, I, I think it's a very common sense thing to say police are heroes. Think of 9-11. I mean, sure. do you think they cared about running into a building and say, let's just go for one group? No, they cared about getting all the civilians out. It's really not a controversial thing. And you say something as simple as majority of police are heroes and they want to just go after you and call you names and cuss at you. Uh, I would assume a lot of people around this nation, I've heard through my social media, um, you spoke for me. Now I feel like I can say something to my professor. I mean, that's so sad. Like you go to class and they teach you, uh, you know, what to really think and not how to properly think for yourself. They say, this is one way. And if you don't think this way, we're going to punish you. So when I went back on Monday to my communications class, because I thought it was important to go see him, was it ballsy? Yes. At the same time, I thought it was important to go see them and, and see what they had to say. And I, I, I would love to have a civil discussion with them and everything. But it didn't turn out to be that way. It was a free-for-all on me. And what the left's tactic really is, is when you speak out and you go against what they believe and say you go to the media and it gets big. They want to make you feel small. They want to make you feel like you're the only conservative in that classroom. And you're really not. Actually, a lot of people in my class, my communications class, there's about 30, 35. There's maybe three or four students that I would have never guessed were conservative, texted me and said, you know, hey, uh, thank you for speaking up in common sense. My dad is a cop. Thank you for saying that. And that's what their tactic is. Okay, you're going to attack us. We're going to make you feel small. So they stopped the recording, uh, which they, re they recorded every lecture that I would do since February. They stopped the recording. So they cut the cameras and said, okay, let's go right at Brayden Ellis. And that wasn't smart. It shouldn't do that because I'm not going to back down to them and, and say, you know what, man, they called me names. That hurts. Uh, you know what? Uh, I don't think so because... We've had enough of this stuff and uh, we have to go at it with grace, and gentleness and respect, hear them out, but at the same time, fight back in some sense. This, this kind of goes hand in hand with the whole topic that you were asked about. It was cancel culture, correct? Sure. Right, correct, correct. And, and I think this is part of the problem. It, it literally goes hand in hand with what you just said. So if you have a TV show and I don't like your TV show, then some would have you believe it's okay that your TV show should be canceled. That it's essentially what happened to you. Yeah. Because your view is not what everybody else says. You should not have that view. And that, that's mm -hmm. crazy. Sad that we're living crazy. And instead of respecting, you know what? It's not what I agree with, but I understand that's where you stand. Right. It's not like that anymore. It critical thinking, they don't want that. And it they used to be a it used to be a liberal position where, I mean, I don't know if you look back at UC Berkeley when they would say, we just want free speech. And now it's like, no, I don't want free speech. You're going to listen to what we say. You're going to like it. Otherwise, we'll punish you. And what kind of thinking, what kind of education system is that? So when I spoke out against it, I guess I was speaking for a lot of people that deal with it on a daily basis and just roll their eyes what they teach in schools and it's happening at the high school level too and it's uh it's not a good thing well and that's where i want to kind of go over there now that's what scares me so you guys are adults in a college level atmosphere where you can make your own decisions you understand what somebody's telling you and you can say whether or not you agree or disagree and move on with your life what scares me is that 
this is now happening, not even just high school, junior high, and even elementary school. And I just want to share something very brief with you guys. We got this open letter from the Fraternal Order of Police, Florida State Lodge District 5 recently. And it says, an open letter to Broward County Public Schools and Broward County parents. I'm just going to read the first paragraph or two. It sure. says, I was upset to learn that some Broward County Public Schools fifth grade classes are reading a book entitled Ghost Boys, written by Jewel Parker Rhodes. The book takes place in Chicago, and the summary of the back of the book reads, 12-year-old Jerome is the latest victim shot by a white police officer who mistakes his toy gun for a threat. As a ghost, he observes the devastation that's been unleashed on his family and community in the wake of what they see as an unjust and brutal killing. I have taken the time to read this book and am in disbelief that this would be a fifth grade reading assignment or that this book would be at all approved by Broward County Public Schools. And this, this letter is two pages long. It goes on. Right. I couldn't agree with the author of that letter. Can you imagine a book like that is being introduced to fifth grade students? Yeah. Well, you know, and, and that's one example. I'm sure there's thousands. The critical race theory that you're starting to hear that those couple words a lot more. Um, it's happening at an early age now. They're going to change the society for itself. Like they'll change the dolls. They'll change the TV shows for kids. Because where do you learn things when you're really, really young? You watch, you know, Barney or whatever and learn a couple words or something. So if they do it at a younger age, it's better and better and better. And hopefully they turn out to be a Democratic voter. And that's what their ultimate goal is. And it's it's sad. That letter I read when you sent it to me is just disbelief. It's disbelief. Yeah. Pretty and close. personally speaking, and I, this is just me personally, I don't even buy the whole Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative, conservative. I just, I'm of a common sense mindset where police officers go in day out, day in and day out to do their job. And they're literally, their only mission is to make it home at the end of their shift. That's it. Right. Right. And we're now politicizing this so much. It's crazy. Talking about what you said, critical race theory. I just read this uh, this afternoon from the national desk. It says that Tennessee has become the state to ban critical race theory in public school. They just passed a law to withhold funding. Idaho was one of the first. And we recently spoke to another teacher about critical race theory and just how dangerous it is and how bad it is. So it's funny you mentioned that. And I'm happy to see states start to realize that. I think the general public needs to demand that they get that out of the school. Right. Yeah. And, you know, you're paying, uh, you know, depending on where you go, uh, like where I go, I'm paying money. I have a lot of people that. Uh, have police as their dads or sometimes even their moms and they send them to my college and they send them to other colleges that say your dad or mom that pays the bills and go out there and protect and serve people they don't care who you are they just want to completely keep you safe and then you go and then you send your kid to a college where they teach terrible things about cops and what your parents do it's absolutely wrong absolutely wrong so something that critical thinking and free speech doesn't fit the current political agenda. Yeah. And then somebody else just said my, critical my race last, theory. My, my last term paper for the end of the semester for the whole class, it's put in writing, no outside research necessary. You can use only what's been provided in the class. You know how so, that, because if you have a professor like the one that 
So they're basically telling you, don't go and do your own research. Right. <laughs> I'll add one more thing, by the way, too. I've heard this. I don't know if this is uh, a lot of people, but a lot of people act like a Democrat or have a, they write their papers in a liberal position so they can get a better grade because they know their professor is one way. Oh, yeah. So absolutely. I've heard, I've heard that, that before too. where they, yep. they act like a Democrat, but in real reality, they don't believe what they're typing. They just say it so they can pass the class. That's dangerous. That's a very good yeah. yeah. And yeah. in everything that the professor has asked, I will make sure to answer, but it's researching and looking into it more and saying, that doesn't sound right at all. And what sources do I dive into? What I've already been surrounding myself with, uh, Candace Owens, Ben Shapiro, all of these amazing authors. And I actually got called out. Not only do I answer her questions, I have to do a whole different set of research just to prove why I stand where I stand and why I personally disagree with what she is trying to feed us. But I'm not going to say it just based on my emotions and feelings. It's like, no, I'm disagreeing with this one-sided view because there are many other-sided views. Not to say yours is wrong, but I'm saying I disagree with it and this is why. And I've provided numerous sources and she has commented and said, well, you're using a conservative, conservative author. Yeah, this is this is typical of deflection when someone agrees. Does with it what... make it wrong? Does it make the statistics no. and the facts wrong? I last no. I checked. What what's unfortunate to me is that somebody that thinks differently has to work that much harder. Whereas if you agreed with the professor, it would just be taken as it is what it is and move on. But because you have a different viewpoint, you have to do more research, work that much harder, and actually defend yourself. It, it's uh, Jess, you could probably touch on the comments. Somebody said, the conflict our law enforcement children must face in school with the ideas they are trying to push into their young minds. Unbelievably gross. You know how frustrating it is to read these questions to my dad? And he said, I'm sorry. Have you ever put a uniform on? Have you ever been a day in the life of a police officer? And that's it. Just, just stop. Not to say that, you know, your job doesn't matter. Not to say that this isn't the as important as it's No, just put yourself in their shoes. That's it. That's all you're trying to compare. Not to say you have to agree, but to just be open-minded. And that's what I feel this professor is. I, I'm pretty sure she gets to my answers and she says, okay, what does Jessica have to say about today's discussion questions? But it's it's what I believe in. It's what I'm passionate about. And I'm not going to roll over and just expect, well, you know, my, my boyfriend, he cracks me up. He's like, you're not there to be valedictorian. You're there to take history. You're there to educate, to better educate and learn. And it's frustrating that, again, if I want to really i have these questions that i ask myself mm, that doesn't seem necessarily right i've got to go in and do the research i've got to further myself and it's not going to be from this professor yeah totally totally i remember by the way i think it was maybe maybe two years ago or a year and a half the nypd were just walking around and there was people throwing water bottles at them multiple water bottles and that they're probably frozen too were they uh, frozen? Yeah, so frozen. they yes. 
Yeah, there were some I remember current as well. Yeah, and uh, during the summer, people would get cans of soup, and they'd say, "Oh, it's just for my family." If the media saw it, no, it's something that they throw at the cops. And what are they going to do? And I remember watching that video and saying, "The NYPD, nobody respects them anymore over there." Sadly, I, it's the majority just they're throwing water bottles, they're throwing soup at them. And they just sit there because there's there's so much red tape and, and everything. Their hands are really tied. Um, so we need people to just common sensely say, hey, police are there to do their job, but mainly they're there to help us when we're in need. They are heroes because when someone intrudes our house or we're in danger, what's the most famous phone number in America? 911. And we need to remember that as a country. Otherwise, it's not going to be good. Okay. Couldn't agree more. Uh, and I'm not even going to go down the road with NYPD because personally speaking, there's been so much damage that I would actually leave the profession and I would go to either a different agency or a different profession altogether because to work in that city these days with what those officers are dealing with, it is just not worth it whatsoever. And um, LA, LAPD, there's a lot of people retiring, a lot of people being pushed out. I mean, you you hear this defund, defund idea, and it's uh, it's just again, it's frustrating. A lot of people don't realize when when people are pushing the whole defund movement, what a lot of people don't realize is they hurt themselves. The first thing that you defund essentially when you reduce funding is training, the community outreach programs, and staffing. So you're literally hurting yourself when you do that. Let me see if there's any comments over here. Uh, how fortunate that these professors never had to pray to make it home to their kids or loved ones. Never had a sharp pain in their stomach with the uncertainty of the outcome of a call. Absolutely. LAPD numbers are dropping by retirement and laterals. Yeah, that's across the board. It's literally across the board. There are plenty of great agencies. The biggest thing that I would push onto that is starts with the top. So when you have great leadership, it filters on down. When people are happy to come to work every day, it's contagious. When you don't have support, it's very, very dangerous, very difficult. Right. Somebody wrote, those police are disrespected because the city leadership has sided with the mob. They don't care either. It's sickening. Absolutely. Alex says, my father-in-law had to go out during the riots, and we all feared for him because we didn't know if he was going to come home. We as a family should never have to fear like we did during that time. Wow, could not agree more. I cried. My dad worked the, the LA protests and riots when everything, the looting, the burning, and I, when when he would leave and I would pray to for him to get home safely and to every time he did come home, exhausted, drained. It's, it's, it's just, it's, god's gift that he's able to walk back through those doors and this is again part of why i stand where i stand what you guys do you guys are heroes and i, I am so thankful and grateful for each and every one of you and the families and the support and it's not fair that you guys don't get the recognition and like you said the the left the media whoever they don't want us to to be joined together Lord forbid we come together as as one mankind to actually be there for one another. But you know, even if it's little things like this, you're we appreciate you. We support you and we will stand by you. 
we understand there is evil in everything, everywhere, but not everyone is evil. And we love you guys and we appreciate you guys. Sorry. Amazing <laughs> and you're good. Don't apologize. Uh, we've got four minutes and I just want to say that you, Jess, you have been a supporter of ours for a long time now. And through some of our lows, you send a really nice message or you put up a powerful post and we share it. And it's little things like that that mean the world. And one of the things I'll add on is I wish that this country could be like it was September 12th. Right after September 11th, it didn't make a difference who you were, anything. What anybody did, everything was irrelevant. We were all united. Uh, so we've got three minutes. I'm going to finish one thing that I want to say for this episode, and then I want to turn it to both of you for some closing thoughts. I just want to say today's a very special day for me. It's uh, May 7, 2009. Uh, was a horrible night in my career, and my academy classmate and one of my squad was tragically killed in the line of duty. He was a black male police officer that did a tremendous amount for his community, for our community. And... Me and him, we never saw the color of our skin as anything. Every time I walked in the locker room and I saw him, all I saw was his huge smile. And he leaves behind, you know, 10 siblings. He had a girlfriend. He had a little daughter. And there's not a shift that goes by that I don't think about him. So the irony to me is we're talking about what we're talking about tonight. You guys are really brave, really powerful, really incredible. And it gives me hope with the younger generation that there's people like you that are bold enough to stand up for what you believe is right and that you appreciate the sacrifice that people like James Manor made. So with that, I just want to say thank you to both of you. And Braden, I'll turn it to you for a minute or two. And then Jess, you can close us out. Well, I want to thank you for everything that you've done and especially how gracious you have been with me and Team South Florida and this whole situation that's happened with me. Um, you guys have been superb. So, uh, you know, I support our police. I will back them 100%. Anytime I could give recognition to them, I will. You know, um, they're just very, very special people. And we have to remember that as a country. We do need unity in our country. So we, when we have disagreements with people, we need to make sure when we have a discussion on something, it's respectful. We hear each other. We don't talk at each other or over each other. And that's a very important thing. Now, regarding police, we need to back them. And I hope and I think I see it. I see it with my social media and everything. The most majority support our police. And we need to make sure that people are not quiet about that anymore. They need to speak out and say the common sense thing. Most police are good and they're heroes. They do a phenomenal job. And I want to thank you for having me on here. I appreciate it a lot. It's an honor. Thank you. Jess? I'm all, I try not to cry. I get emotional. You're entitled. You're amazing. Uh, no, what you guys do, not everyone can do. You guys are brave. And I thank God every single day for all of those beautiful, beautiful souls that are choosing to protect good and the bad they are just doing what they know is right in their hearts and i am thankful and i will continue to pray for you i will continue to pray for this entire country
for anyone that needs prayers, if you ever feel like you are alone and you're not being heard and that you're up against this wall and that you're just completely by yourself, you are not, you are not, you are not alone. We stand with you guys. We love you guys. We pray for you guys, for you, for your families, for your loved ones. We are so thankful and just never forget how much you guys are loved and appreciated and glory to God always. And I think this exact conversation us coming together at all is part of the plan. And it wasn't what I would have expected a year ago, two years ago, never. But if it's in God's timing, I am trusting it's in God's timing. So I am thankful. Thank you so much for having me, for having us and just know we, we love and appreciate you guys, and God bless you all. All right. Love you guys. Have a good night, and thank you for taking the time. God bless. Thank you very much. Yes. God bless.